Hi everyone and welcome to episode number 20 of my podcast. Um, it's me Jill and today in this solo episode I thought because I'm celebrating my 20th episode or my five month anniversary of the creation of the Jill Calvert Fitness podcast I thought why not sort of just as a pun kind of offer the top 20 things because it's my 20th episode that I have I guess, learnt or experienced in 2020. Um, And as cheesy as that might sound, um, this comes from a place because these are the types of things that I really enjoy listening to um, on other people's podcasts um, because, like most things, when you can, I guess, relate to other people, it makes you feel a little bit better and more often or not, you can take one or two things away from it. Um, so yeah, um, my top 20 things that I have learnt or experienced in 2020, um, I'm going to take them through sort of bits at a time. Some of them might go off on a bit of a tangent at certain points, but I've kind of spent the past, I'd say week and a half kind of jotting down the key things that I think, um, have, you know, that I've that I've learned or experienced or learned from that particular experience in 2020. I know we're all sitting here smack bang in the middle of, of a pandemic. Um, some of us have been more fortunate than others in terms of whether or not you're still working, whether or not you've been affected at all by the by the virus. Maybe your business has been affected by the vi- by the virus. Perhaps it's been very very positive. Um, you know, but like everything, I think you know. Um, Each person has their own story, their own situation, and um, whatever you get out of this podcast, I hope that it's positive, whether you take one or two small snippets um, um, away from you and you can apply it. Um, And like I say, guys, this is something that's quite personal as well, um, and I really appreciate you taking the time to to sit back and, and listen, whether wherever you are listening to this, whether you're on a run or whether you're in the gym in between your sets or you listen to it in your car or on a Friday or Saturday morning while you're sitting having a cup of coffee, whatever that case may be. So guys, the first thing that I guess, not only I've learned this year, but something that's kind of resonated quite high is that helping other people really helps me. Um, part of my job as a coach is to is to obviously help people, help people reach their, their fitness goals. Um, and as I've kind of grown throughout my career, I've realized that it's a lot more than just a program. Um, it's helping people, you know, understand, um, you know, fitness in general, how to get fitter, stronger, faster. But a lot of the time it's to do with um, their ability to maintain that, adhere to it for the greater good. And I know from from feeling, obviously, and, and feeling um, and experiencing the success of my clients that I know that my helping them has helped me in terms of I, it makes me feel great. It makes me feel very fulfilled. It makes me feel that all the efforts and all the investment that I'm doing into myself has been, has been worthwhile. Um, and people might be listening to that going, oh, you know, it's, you know, why would you help people just to make yourself feel better? Um, but I would, I would question anybody out there who is helping people that they don't actually feel good about doing it or that they see that the efforts that they have made to make somebody better hasn't made them feel better. So 
Um, I guess out of everything that I do, that always kind of lies at the center in that everything that I do do in my job or in my relationship or in my family life, I just want to help people. And that's pretty simple. Um, and that's my first point. So I've kind of realized that, that that is really what I want to do and what I will continue to do for the rest of my life in some way, shape or form, whatever, whatever that looks like. Um, the second thing that I have learned in, in 2020 is that when I have guts and when I action things that are a little bit scary, it tends to always work out. And I can relate that to probably every single time that I've made a change, whether that's in my personal or professional life, that whenever I do make a change, 99% out of 100, it pretty much always works out for me. And I guess in 2020, um, it has. Um, most of you know, um, I've returned back home um, to the UK. Um, but making that move required, I'd say, big girl pants. Because having invested 11 years of my life living away and the past seven years, um, you know, working where I was, um, to kind of step back and move away from that was probably one of the most challenging things that I have ever had to had to do in my in my life that I'm probably moving there 11 years ago um, and that took massive guts and and just like when I moved to Saudi it worked out and just like moving back and starting up where I am now has worked out for me as well and I guess my main thing there would be anybody that's listening you know, listen to your gut always, um, and it will always work out if you have at the core foundation in your at your core. Like the reason is clear why you're doing these here things. So that would be my my second point. Um, my third one is that staying quiet does not do you any good. Staying quiet in work, staying quiet in family relationships. And staying quiet in other relationship does not do you good and it does not do the people around you any good as well. You have a voice, you have feelings, and I feel that when people express them and express, express them clearly and with clarity, it helps every single situation out there. And I know, and I've been guilty of it in the past, that sometimes we say it's easier just to stay quiet, but that's probably not always the case. You shouldn't stay quiet if it's affecting everything else around you, you personally, as well as the people, um, the people surrounding you. So that would be my, my third sort of short and sh short and sweet one there. It's just a, don't stay quiet. Um, it really doesn't do you any, any good. My fourth point is that thinking that the grass is is going to be greener in the future um, or the grass will be greener in another in another situation um, or thinking that, you know, five or six years down the line, your life will miraculously be better. Um, I would say that I have learned that I we need to stop doing this here um, because and after speaking, uh, you know, to my partner actually today. Um, we were just talking in general about this, this pandemic that, that's ongoing. And I was like, I need it to end. You know, I, I just want this, this, this whole thing to end. I want to go back to some sort of, you know, normality. 
and and I says, you know, the past um, the past two years have been an absolute, you know, roller coaster of a ride. And and then the flashback was it was like, well, Jill, you know, if you look back and how you were a year ago, you know, what were you like then? And, we, and I had a good laugh because I, I was I was not in a very good place. I was I was I was quite unhappy within myself. Um, I was just frustrated. And I'm looking back then and everything in me at that present moment in time is like, oh, just fast forward a year. It'll all be better then. And here we are sitting here ahead, smack bang in the pandemic. And if you ask me now in a heartbeat, I would go back to a year ago, you know, because we always foresee things as it will be better in the future or it was better in the past. And we really never really live in the now. And as cheesy and corny as that sounds, I kind of, I kind of think this is probably one of my favorite points um, that I think that I have, I have learned um, this year so far. And one that I need to constantly go back and remind myself because, you know, I'm not perfect. And these things that I have learned, it doesn't mean that I, you know, um, adhere to them or I execute them very well all the time. Um, I am a human. um point number five um be honest and say what you feel and this one kind of sort of goes in line with the staying quiet never does you good um but I think honesty is always your best policy um and saying what you feel um because when you tell people exactly how you feel and you're honest with them then there leaves no sort of any ambiguity or people don't or let that people are not left guessing what it is that you want or how it is how you feel. So I mean, again, a short and sweet one there, but I think you should always be honest, say what you feel, um, and yeah, and let the magic happen thereafter. Point number six: um, Do not be ashamed of your past or your current situation. Um, kind of throwing this back to. Um, quite a memorable podcast that I recorded with um, Mona um, about a, a couple of months ago where we talk about an eating disorder, where we talk about our eating disorders. And, you know, I'm 34 years of age and I have sort of experienced an eating disorder from a very young age of 16. Um, you know, and I've had years where it has been it has been very bad. And obviously now I'm, I'm fortunate enough to be in a position where, you know, I am I'm living with it. I'm dealing with it. It's always going to be there but it doesn't affect me as much as it has in the past. And I've never openly talked about that because there was an element of shame. Like I was ashamed because one of the position that I held, you know, I was, I was a coach, I was a fitness instructor and I was having to, you know, say things that may not have, you know, that I wouldn't have probably taken on board in the midst of my, um, the middle of my eating disorder. Um, so there's an element of shame, but coming on and, and doing that podcast with Mona was probably one of the best things that I've ever done in my life. Um, the feedback that I got from that, um, from Mona and I both sharing our stories was absolutely phenomenal. And it was amazing that, um, so many people are affected by it. Um, and it was also amazing that I had friends that I went to school with reach out to me and tell me that they were sorry, um, that they had no idea what I was going through. And they wish that they had because they would have loved to have been able to help at the time. Um, and I guess if I guess if I can give any type of, I guess, tips or advice in terms of that is like, do be open and honest. Um, do not be ashamed of what's going on um, because other people are probably going through the same thing. And there is no shame ever in what you're going through and nothing lasts forever.
Um, I would also say that, you know, you should never be ashamed of, of the way you are in terms, I'm giving examples for, for myself. I mean, obviously, in, in 2020, again, I'm 34 years of age, but obviously I have, well, it's quite clear that I'm, I'm gay. Um, and I'm in a, a very lovely relationship with my girlfriend. Um, and probably for all of my life, I have never, never expressed that. I have sort of dampened down these feelings and, you know, tried to be something that I wasn't because I was ashamed to a certain extent. Um, and obviously with, with, you know, with where, where I was living as well, it just wasn't exactly deemed, you know, the most appropriate thing to, to, I want to say to be, but to, you know, to be in. Um, but I can honestly say wholeheartedly since, since, you know, meeting Laura and, you know, coming out and realizing that, you know, the ones that were very near and dear to me, that there was, there really was nothing to be ashamed about. Um, and again, that would be my second biggest tip um, in 2020 is do not be ashamed of your past or your current situation because that is you and the people around you will accept you for whoever you are if they are true friends um, and really care about you as a person. And I've been truly blessed um, to be surrounded by um, my amazing inner circle um, of friends and, um, and colleagues as well. My next point um, would be communication. Communication and clarity is the key to success in all relationships. And here I'm not just speaking from a, well, I'm probably speaking more from a working relationship, but also from a personal relationship. If you're not clear in your expectations and what it is that you want, what it is that you have to do, if we don't know that, then things will never be a things will never be successful. When there is uncertainty, when muddy, when waters are muddied, when communication is bad, things will not work well, whether that's in work or whether that's in relationships. And I have learned that hard over the past couple of years. And I hope that from these experience that everything um, that I have learned, I'm able to, you know, improve upon greatly. Um, point number, God, I've lost count. No, point number eight. Um, point number eight is that money does not really make you happy. Um, and people are laughing going, oh, money always makes you happy, la, 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 la. But let's, let's look at the current situation where we are. Um, if you're still lucky enough to be in a job, and I was, and I am, um, I'm in a position now where, you know, if I have been able to save, which has been fantastic, I probably have more money than, than I normally would. I can't spend it, but am I any happier with extra money sitting in my bank account? I would say no. I'm also asking myself, am I happy at this current moment in, in time? And part of me would say no because I'm not able to either connect with people the way that I normally would. I'm not able to do certain things that don't cost money that I would normally do. So for me, I'm not saying money is not important, but it is not the main ruler on does it make me happy or not. And that one's that so short and sweet. Um, 
Point number 10, halfway, halfway marker. Um, and the next two are kind of similar um, in terms, so I'm going to combine them together. So point number 10 and 11 is point number 10, sort of be selective with who you spend your time with, whether that's online um, or in a physical sense, um, and also be selective with who you listen to. So this has become really, really apparent to me during during COVID lockdown that my my moods and how I feel are massively affected with either what I'm consuming online and with the news. The more I spend online and the more I watch the news and the more I go down rabbit holes, the more unhappy, frustrated and aggravated I get with everything. And that has just a knock on effect to all the other people in my life. So, and I know when this happens, um, and I'm guilty because I, because I do, I go down rabbit holes. And if you know me well, and if you're in my inner circle, you know this happens. And I just, I, I, I'm trying my best to try and stop that. Um, so with that on the online perspective, I mean, what I, what I do often do is to try and really minimize my, my screen time. If I feel that I'm going to be triggered by certain, by something, I will either try and switch it off where I can um, and really try my best not to talk about it. Um, as well. Um, also with people in the physical sense as well, um, again, pre, pre-COVID, pre pre-corona time, if you're spending time with people that, you know, leave you feeling drained, leave you feeling unhappy, leave you feeling in any way frustrated, you know, you really need to dial that in. It's almost like you're almost just going back and beating yourself up over and over again. If there are people like that in your life, and there will be, and through no fault of their own, it doesn't mean that they're bad people. You guys are, I come to realize that they're not so much bad people, they're people that just don't connect with you. And that doesn't mean that you have to be friends or you have to spend a lot of time together. But it's really good to recognize who they are and be selective with them as well. And, and on the back of that is sort of be selective with who you'll listen to. And I often hear this, it's like, would you take advice from somebody who you wouldn't want to be? So who are you listening to? Okay. Are these people like you? Do they have the same values of you? Would you want to be in their position? And a lot of the time we listen to people who we don't even want to be. Um, and I don't know what that is. I'm still trying to figure that out. Well, there's still even people that, that I don't particularly enjoy listening to, but I'd be like, huh, I, I would... I would still go and listen. I don't know what that is. So I think that would be my next one is just to be selective with who that is. Um, point number 12, something else that I have that I have learned is that worrying solves absolutely nothing. And this is going to be something that everyone's going to be like, well, we all know that. I'm like, yeah, we all know that. And it's going to be something that you're going to keep having to learn over and over and over again. Um, Trying to control worry and anxiety is something that is extremely difficult. And I think we're always going to live our lives worrying and experiencing some sort of anxiety. Um, but what we can do is, again, apply and uh, apply some sort of mindset to scenarios where whenever we do worry, if we can reflect on previous times where we've been worrying about the same thing and has it actually got us anywhere. Um, and this is where sort of, you know, talking to people can massively help and talking to people that you select. Um, so if you are worried about something, trying to 
deal with it by yourself is more often or not not always the case you should probably speak to people that you know you would want to listen to and that do sort of have the same core values as well um, and understand that you worrying about something far off in the future is not doing you any good because right now it's not affecting you so why are you letting it affect you for such a long period of time um point number 13 um we all like to do this we all like to moan um i would say moaning is moaning and complaining is probably um the most redundant thing that we can actually do um i guess you can either do a couple of different things or you can either forget about it completely um, or you can act upon it. If you can't act upon it, and it's totally impossible because we can all complain about coronavirus, but there's really nothing. There's hee-haw, absolutely bugger all that we can do about it. I'm not saying forget about it, but I'm trying to say, you know, there needs to be some sort of acceptance um, and faith and hope and patience. Um, and that is actually another point there that I'm going to come on to. But when we complain about things, 99% of the times we actually make ourselves feel worse for complaining. Um, point number 14, um, I would say that when we lower our expectations of, of certain people or certain things, that's a really good strategy. Um, don't expect anything from anyone and whenever something good happens, you will learn to appreciate it a lot better. Um, this is something that I definitely have learned a lot in 2000, uh, 2020. Um, and I hope that that kind of, that short and sweet one makes sense in some way, shape or form. Um, question or question, sorry, point number 15. Um, <laughs> this one. We get treated in life the way we teach others to treat us. Um, I think this one, again, is in my top my top four out of all of them that have been there. Um, the way we are is the way that we teach people to be. If we are, you know, looking to always please people, um, they will get used to that. They will then perhaps in some way, shape or form become reliant on that, which might then turn into, I would say, um, you know, I don't see taken advantage of, but almost that would be expected all the time. In fact, it's actually more than what somebody, what more than what somebody normally would be doing. So the way that you conduct yourself is the way that you're teaching others to treat you. And I guess if you kind of bear that in mind in everything that you are doing, um, I'd say that would be a big take home um, with regards to that as well. Um, point number 16. Um, and this comes from from obviously coming back home and, um, and starting up, you know, all the time working as a remote coach. And something that I massively do is that you need to believe more in yourself. When you're working by yourself, you don't have anybody around you that kind of praise you or give you, you know, a little bit of motivation or a pump or give you, you know, um, or tell you what to do. 
Um, and this is something that can be really challenging, um, especially during times when there is a lot of fluctuation. Um, you know, in the middle of COVID where we are at the moment, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to say that there are times where, you know, I think to myself sometimes, oh, you know, I, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. Um, so with regards to that, I would say you definitely need to, you know, be a little bit more loving of your of yourself and have more, you know, kind words and say, look, I can do this. You know, the only person that you have to prove this to is yourself. And you know that if you put your mind to doing something, you can do it. And regardless of whether it's on a small scale or a large scale, you still can do it. So you can pretty much do anything that you put your mind to. And that would be, that's probably what I would be saying there. Um, point number 17. I have learned that everybody in the world thinks they're right, myself included. Um, this comes probably from, uh, born out of conversations that I've had either with clients, um, or, um, my university peers or, you know, my partner, when we talk about the COVID virus and we, everyone has their own train of thought on it, but innately everybody thinks that they're right. And I guess whenever you're approaching a situation where you have two people thinking that they're right and the two points are completely conflicting. It's never going to end well. Um, so either you you sort of act on that and you um, react accordingly, or you don't converse with that particular person. Um, if they think that they're right and you think that you're right, 99% um, of the times that doesn't tend to end really, really, um, really, really well. Um, point number... 18 I believe we are on trust the process um cheesy corny probably haven't learned it in 2020 but this is the first one I'm doing in 2020 so I'm gonna say it here is it trust the process um things that we want in life do not come immediately um normally when things come fast they leave fast and they probably leave you worse off than you were before things that are worth it take time and they take time, cultivation, and they take energy, but they pay off in the end. Um, so whether or not you are listening to this thinking, or you're going on a new fat loss journey, or a new fitness journey, or you've just started a new relationship, or you've just started a new job, and you're in those beginning phases where everything you want it now, 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 you need to understand that it will not happen overnight, Things take time and you need to have the patience, which was also a point, was to develop patience. Um, or that is one that's coming up actually at the end. <laughs> I've given it away already, point number 20. Um, but to have patience in this here and to trust that if you stay committed to what it is that you're doing and you surround yourself with the best people that you possibly can, then you can pretty much achieve everything that you put your mind to. Point number 19. Um, point number 19, I'm going to say that motivation is something that is extremely erratic. I think we see motivational posts all the time and, you know, it talks about, you know, you know, keep grinding, keep the motivation up, 
yada 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 and I've talked about this a lot on you know you know posts that I personally posted or whether that be answering questions that people have motivation is something that comes and goes it comes with highs and lows what will see you through is your self-discipline and more or less your adherence to reaching your goal and going along with the process that has been you know plotted out by you or whether you're working with a coach but your adherence to that knowing that even if you're not motivated to do something on the day over a couple of days over a week I mean I'm talking to you now here now and I must admit that over the past week I have not been massively motivated at all in terms of in terms of training in terms of mindset or anything like that there but have I still been getting up every morning and working out and doing my program as I meant to yes am I still conversing with all of my amazing athletes out there doing what I need to be doing to make them better yes so I would just say that you know those are the those are the key things there it's like motivation is going to be up and down that's okay but the underlying you know driver for you will keep you going whenever motivation is low and it's okay if sometimes motivation drops down because it will come back up again as quick as you lost it and last but not least we have point number 20 and I told you about it in point number 18 is that patience is a virtue guys if you know me and you know me well I have um, various levels of patience I have high levels of patience for things that I am massively invested in I will tolerate an awful lot if I know that it will come good in the end on the other hand I have very low levels of patience for things that I know do not need to be happening so patience in general I'd say is a virtue and how you apply that patience is pretty much what will set you apart understand that being patient when you need to be is something that you you know that you should do but also being patient whenever you know that it is not going anywhere stop it and guys those are my um my top 20 learnings experience tips advice that I've, I want to say I've learned in 2020, but a lot of these things have kind of just been like an ongoing learning throughout the year. But obviously because it needed to be punned, I've done 20 of these podcasts. I want to say, I want to say a massive thank you to everybody that has come on to the podcast. So all my amazing guests. So um, Mona Sabah, thank you so much for being my first ever guest on my podcast. Sarah R for appearing two times on my podcast. Um, all about that beautiful little baby that's going to be born in a couple of months. I cannot wait for this amazing human to enter into the world because if I know that they're going to be as amazing as you, Sibisal Man and Rakan. You guys are awesome. I love you, my best friend. Much love and respect. Dr. Mariam Tishkandi for coming on and talking about nutrition. I absolutely loved that episode. Um, so much wisdom. Um, it's, it's really no surprise why you have a massive 
um, following and fan base and why more often or not my feed is flooded with your name in some way shape or form and I'm really excited to see your continual growth um, over the next um, over the next time period. Um, to my my former work colleague, um, pupil, colleague, peer, friend Anud K for sharing her story on how she became um, an, an international <laughs> Olympic weightlifter representing Saudi Arabia in many different um, many different um, competitions there year you know to see that and to be able to bring that onto my platform was something that I'm massively thankful for um, to the nourisher um, coming on all the way from Bahrain my first meal guest that I that I hosted um, thank you so much we, we talked everything from sort of you know knowing you trying to figure out the chemical cocktail that happened in your head I still love that pun um, the story that you sure you shared with your journey was absolutely fantastic I love that um, and then that was followed up by um, my second meal guest my second meal guest which was Tofik where we talk about emotional intelligence and like I said I mean that was definitely probably one of the longest ones that I've, uh, I've that we've had um, not only that but we probably spent around about a total of two and a half hours chatting to each other and to Mona Shahab who joined me on an, a, a podcast um, sort of to the beginning but I left this one to the end because I made reference to it obviously in in my actual points and things that I've learned in 2020 um, that episode again for you that maybe people listening that don't know is one that I kind of toyed with doing. Um, there was a lot of chatting before. I was very hesitant um, to record that. And Mona being moaning is Mona being Mona. Um, absolutely amazing was you know Jill. We do it if we want to do it. We'll record it. We'll see if it feels good. We'll put it out. If it doesn't feel good, we'll not put it out. There's no pressure. You know we did it. We recorded it. And something happened in the middle of that podcast where I just felt a massive sense of relief. Um, and these sense of relief have happened quite a lot over the past year for me and this is what I'm going to end this with as well um, the sense of relief whenever I had told everybody listening here um, about sort of the eating disorder that I had um, and I guess to always have to actually um, telling my nearest and dearest and pretty much telling the world you know that I'm um, that I'm gay um, that was also a massive a massive relief in some way shape or form um, and also um, the sort of epic change that has happened over the past seven years where I have moved back home and sort of um, started up and permanently full-time investing all of my time and effort into this business um, as opposed to where I was before um, that there has been a massive um, a massive relief a massive shift and all of these things have just made me feel wonderful um, it made me feel really grateful for all of the amazing people around me. It made me realize um, who I wanted to spend time with, who I didn't want to spend time with, um, and really what I wanted to do in my life. And that really gave me a lot of clarity, a lot of direction. And actually, guys, just, just saying this here, my, my past week of low motivation has somewhat been lifted because I have realized that I have accomplished so much this year. And I'm going to leave that there. And guys, I really hope that you enjoyed listening to this podcast. Um, please, if you've taken anything away from it, please let me know. Again, like I said, I mean, uh, part of these podcasts, me talking and me talking quite openly like this, you know, it not only helps me 
um, personally kind of said out there and knowing that other people are maybe listening and, and relating to it. So if you do relate to it, please let me know. And guys, thank you so much for um, taking the time to listen to this here. And until next time, stay healthy.